BBC 97.3. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen. Morning, team. Coming up to four minutes past five. Nice to be company. I trust you well. It is Friday, isn't it? What a short week. What a short week. Fantastic. Great stories in the papers today. I see dreary old professional idiot Michelle Heaton is in the papers and... uh, she looked uh, snug with her fiancé. What does this poor old bag do? Answer, absolutely nothing at all. Just goes on holiday and sort of dreams up another job. She's a bit like Kelly Osborne, a professional idiot, if ever there was one. And poor old Kelly Osborne was out the other day proving that, you know, fat and minging does kind of make it into the papers when you're standing next to Paris Hilton. Not an, not an advisable thing to do. You know, if you are fat and unattractive and really quite balmy, like uh, old Osborne, don't stand next to a stick insect. Because it just makes you look even fatter and even more stupid. Anyway, professional idiot. And these ugh, disgusting tattoos all over the Osbournes. What is it? This trailer trash kind of thing out there. Ridiculous. People with tattoo... You know, at least to have the decency to have a tattoo where we can't see it. Well, in the case of Kelly Osborne, quite a number of people probably would be seeing it. Do you get my drift? Anyway, it's nice to have you company. I trust you well this morning. Celebrating a birthday. Dan's birthday today. Even Noreen says, wish him many happy returns. She did meet you, Dan. And Danny uh, at the turning on of the lights. So many happy returns of the day. Thirty <coughs> something, and he's uh, he's going off today. I think he's going to. Where's he going today? Going so Whipsnade tomorrow. I'm just trying to find my emails. I'm sort of sorting through them as fast as I can. So happy birthday to you from uh, Noreen and Brian, who's now on a diet, and uh, and from the rest of us as well. He, he was up at three forty this morning. <laughs> Beat you by miles. Two o'clock. I was up. He says, "What a way to start your birthday." He says, off to Littlehampton today. Now, why do I know Littlehampton? Why do I know Littlehampton? Did I ever go to Littlehampton? I might have been there, actually. Uh, but he says, the new chip shop in one half of the old Wimpy building, nothing to... No, it's the Turkish guy. He's split the Wimpy bar in half and he's sticking a fish shop in one side and, uh, and the Wimpy bar in the other. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, listen, Whipsnade tomorrow, you will love it. Have a lovely day today. I'm sure you will. You'll be kept very, very busy. Uh, I mentioned the other day, well, in fact, we did the other day as a favour... Uh, we tossed a coin, Mr Savory and I, to decide whether or not uh, one of our dear listeners was going to be staying with his present employer or going to somebody else. And Gordon says that Sandra and I were absolutely enthralled when you and Mr Savory tossed a coin on yesterday's show to help one of your listeners. This made for classic radio. And it was a pleasure to hear two such accomplished tossers working so, so skillfully in harmony. He says one of the annual competitions on Tooting Pier is the popular... Tooting Tossers event. He said, and if you are free on the August bank holiday, which, pff, if only I was, you may care to join in the fun and demonstrate your technique. I didn't do it. If you remember, Paul Savory was the one who, who tossed. I thought, for, well, I thought he cheated a little bit. Because <laughs> he didn't actually do it. He did it on the, on the desk. In fact, I'll demonstrate what he did yesterday. This is the... Uh, Steve Allen version of... Uh, I've got some £2 coins here. I'm a bit excited this morning. But all he did was sort of go... And it went... Although his actually lasted a bit longer. Like that. Well, that's not tossing. This is tossing. This is where you hold it like that. And I can never do it properly. And you flick it in the air, and it goes upside down your wrist, and you go... Tails, I think. Difficult to tell on a £2 coin. So, I mean, it's, it's exactly the same. My auntie... Uh, Enid, as many of you know, used to work in an in an orange factory. They used to make marmalade uh, in the early days. It was in the East End, and I think it was one of the very few marmalade factories. And it was her job. The oranges used to come in in the crates. And what she had to do was... By ha- there was no machinery in those days. 
absolutely no machinery at all. So she had to take the peel off and then the pith underneath she had to scrape off. And she was, and it is, it is on record, the best pith taker in that factory. I mean, she was brilliant at it. People would, would comment on it afterwards when she was walking out in the... In the uh, <laughs> why not? Do you know I work in the subject? It's Friday. I don't care today. I laughed when I read in the paper that Jack Tweed was seen crying in the prison uh, exercise yard. Ha, 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 I went like that. I thought, not big and clever now, are you, matey? No, now we know what you're like. Convicted thug twice, drunk driver. Really disgusting person. Absolutely awful. Got to be careful. I put this £2, actually. I know what John Warrington's like. He might come in here and go, oh, £2. I bought John Warrington a, a present today. It's, I'll, I'll open the box and show you. OK? There you go. What do you think of that? Isn't that unbelievable? You've... They're very nice. I, te- I, I, can't, I can't tell you what they are because he's not, he's not in just yet. But um, I should... She can't resist you. Well, she'll be coming. The producer will be coming in a minute. Yeah, look, she can't resist it. But you, you, you mustn't say say what it is, okay. though. Okay, this, this is for John. <gasps> nice, aren't they? Fabulous. Yeah, he'll love those. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> if he doesn't, we're all in trouble. It's very warm in here. Is it possible we could yeah, turn the heating down just uh, a fraction? Um, Mark in Ballam, who I don't think has ever been out with a woman in his entire... You've never been out with a woman, have you? I think somebody else wrote to me and said, there's very little chance, judging by your standard of women, that you've ever actually been out with anybody. You probably <laughs> sort of sit there like, well, what would go out with that? But it never kind of happens. It's not going to happen at all. And uh, fancy her husband? I think he's more feminine than she is, frankly. <laughs> he's a, such a wuss. Oh, what a girly boy. Spends too much, too much of his time doing his very obviously dyed hair. Uh, makeup and everything else. I thought Katie Price was okay. Unfortunately, she's just one of those gobby birds, isn't she? That you wouldn't fancy in the slip because I mean, she's just she's rougher than most blokes. That's the trouble we caught with poor Katie Price. She would love to be, but as Max Clifford said, I feel a bit sorry for her. And I think you do feel sorry for her because she's got so much insecurity. You know, she's constantly thinking that Pete's going to cheat on her. Well, you know, I wish you h- I'd hurry up and do it just to make it more interesting for the rest of us. But, uh, oh, God, no, you'd never fancy that. It'd be easier to sleep with a pillow, I suppose, than, than hang around Peter Andre, who, of course, I had to laugh because he revealed yesterday, and I'd, I'd got the wrong end of the stick because he was over in America to do an album, and I was thinking, who in their right mind would be stupid enough to risk money? And the answer is him. He told us yesterday he's financed his own... A- Nobody's interested in this country. Nobody but nobody was interested in the poor Peter Andrek's album because he only ever wrote one hit single and it was so blooming awful they had to re-release it. So he, he confessed to us yesterday on Paul O'Grady that he'd actually financed it himself. And I thought, how sad is that? Who's going to buy it? It's almost like, you, exactly, you'll never see that. That money will just, that's gone out the window now. You know, no matter how good you are, it would be that naff thing. Uh, have you got a new album? Yeah, I bought Peter Andre's album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Together with what? A cheeky, I bought the Cheeky Girls album as well, because that's really good. Yeah, right. You're a saddo, aren't you? You wouldn't buy stuff like that. Rubbish. I, I did see, actually, before our Woolworths closed, they had a lot of Peter Andre's, uh, well, I called it lavatory cleaner. They apparently called it aftershave. Uh, it would have been easier to pour it down the toilet, cut out the middleman. Uh, it was called Insignia, I think, or Insania or so. Whatever it was, Insania, it was on the counter, and I think it was down to, like, 90p a bottle, and still people didn't want it. The only place you could ever buy it was Markets. And people were going past, go, oh, I think the cat's died. And, oh, it was horrid, absolutely horrid. Anyway, devastated, Jack Tweed cried his eyes out in a prison courtyard. Good! 
good. I couldn't be happier, Jack, you big girl's blouse. It's apparently uh, fueling fears about his state of mind. He's an actress, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be acting his way through it like he acted his way through the wedding, like he acted his way into making Jade believe that he was really interested. Although having... Che- let's face it, he used to go out with Nicky Graham before he went out with uh, Jade Goody, so he's obviously not that fussy. Mind you, being in prison will mean he's not even fussy there. That'll be good, wouldn't it? Because they love people like him. Do you think there'll be, there'll be competitions in prison? You know, who's going to get Jack Tweed as their bitch first? I mean, that would be a session and a half, wouldn't it? He's being held in a single cell on the jail's hospital wing. A prison officer has to shadow him everywhere against fears he could be targeted by jealous cons. <laughs> jealous of what? That plank? A nasty little convicted thug? I don't think so. Apparently, other prisoners could see him. He was crying. A jail source revealed he looked totally broken, like he couldn't handle life any more. Oh, good. Well, perhaps now he knows how the taxi driver feels and a 15-year-old boy that he thwacked round the head. Nasty piece of work. Hope you get your comeuppance, Mr Tweed. I hope that when you uh, disappear out of jail, you disappear for good. In fact, it'd be your best interest to disappear abroad. Go somewhere. Try and do a job. Try and think of something to do. You know, as opposed to being a sponger all your life. Oh, jellyfish. I can't bear jellyfish. They're in the paper today. There's some man holding them up. We used to get a lot of them in Hong Kong. And every time you'd see them, you'd go, jellyfish, and quickly out of the water. Because there might not be a lot, but their tentacles, ooh, huge, hanging below the water, pendu- they would go for, you know, 20, 30 feet, some of the things. And they only had to brush up against your skin. But uh, Swansea uh, Beach was absolutely covered with jellyfish the other year. I think what happens is they, they breed in the warm waters and then they drift. And, and they do seem to drift. And I'd, I've got no idea what they eat or do. I don't know. I just I look at them and I think, oh, God, if ever there was a film made about jellyfish. We used to find them on the beach and it would look like a lump of jelly. And we used to... They'd, they'd be dead. And we used to cut them up with our little buckets and spades. I don't know why. Bizarre people. Old, old Dave Boy Beckham's in the paper again today. You know Dave Beckham. Looks great when he's made up. It's then he opens his mouth and we all fall about laughing. But uh, trying to make himself look interesting. Unfortunately, whilst he was having his, his body touched by lots of makeup men and things like that... Um, and actually, on the subject of that, I thought Jordan's makeup didn't look too bad yesterday. Even though she was quite clearly wearing somebody else's hair... I don't know whose it was. It looked like come off a, a, one of those raffia chairs. But uh, David Beckham was having his body made up for an advert. Meanwhile, celebrating her birthday, poor old Vic was out there. And now she's celebrating her first, 35th birthday. She looked even more miserable. All by herself, apart from the dreary threesome, Eva Longoria, Katie Holmes and Kate Beckinsale. Oh, God, I tell you, your heart would drop, wouldn't it? Oh, it's the same... Oh, it's the only three friends she's got. I mean, come on, for goodness sake, Vic. Get a grip. At least smile, love. You know, the world's most miserable person. Smile. You know, it's, it's the way of telling your brain that you're fairly happy. You've got money. You know, I know people around here who smile. And, they, and they've got nothing. They've got nothing. I mean, you've only got to go up to the newsroom at the moment. And there's Jim Diamond. He's smart. He's got nothing. Got nothing. He hasn't got any clothes. He's got, you know, can't afford things. But yeah, he smiles. You know, in his own mindless little kind of a way. You know, Andy's up there as well. Andy's sm- he's got nothing. This, this morning he hasn't even got any shoes on. Got nothing. That walks about in his little socks, and you think, but he's still happy, and that's what makes working here so much fun. Because I can thrive on so many people's misery. It's brilliant. Quarter past five. At the moment, I'm not in much. Why is it? Why do they not make a packet of cakes? I've got these cakes, these vanilla things, that you can open quickly and easily. It's a nightmare. I mean, honestly, it just drives me to distraction. So I've finally got the plastic bit... 
got the plastic. It's taken me that long. It's taken me the duration of a Hugh Broom travel bulletin. And you know how they go on to actually open the blooming thing. Oh, finally done it, actually. He shouldn't complain, because he generally benefits. Yesterday he got sweeties. And uh, he was fairly happy with that. So, listen, let me just try and open these ones. Because they've only just started, because cupcakes are the new in thing. Isn't it funny? Years ago... Mums and, and dads and kids everywhere were eating cupcakes. We never thought that years later they'd be going, cupcakes. People go, really? Cupcakes? I mean, you know, I, I went to Giles' wedding, and uh, Giles' uh, wedding cake was cupcakes, which, of course, is a lot easier, because nobody ever, like, you know, you know would you like a slice of cake? No, I'll, I'll take it home. So you wrap it up. At least with a cupcake, you just give them a cupcake. And it's much, much easier. But they've all of a sudden become the fashionable thing to have. Actually, talking of Giles, I'm having lunch with him today. It'll be fish and chips. We always have fish and chips on a Friday. And we always go to the same place. Always go to the same place for fish and chips. It's great, isn't it? Uh, Sandra and Gordon, so thank you very much indeed. I'm looking forward to wearing the uh, the T-shirt. The, uh, the, um... Anyway, the T-shirt. Uh, another one here from Will. Yes. <laughs> uh, Will who says, I'm a postman working in Hayes. Don't be ridiculous. No postman working in Hayes at all. Uh, he says, I've listened to you every morning for the past two years religiously. It is a bit of an experience, I agree. You make my journey to work pass so quickly. I'm the only one who doesn't want to get out of the car in the staff car park. Why? <laughs> Why do you not want to get out of the car? He says, I don't want to miss a thing. He says, you're brilliant. Well, I wouldn't say brilliant. I mean, you know, the best available at this price, I think, would be the, would be the best description. Oh, Julia Hartley Brewer's doing the papers with Nick Ferrari this morning. And they're going to be talking to this nurse... Karen Reisman. This is the woman, OK, working as a nurse in the NHS, and she, with the help of the Panorama programme, exposed the fact that it was filthy and dirty and patients were suffering. OK? So she had a hidden camera, and she filmed the things that... They fired her. They fired her for exposing what a dreadful state the hospital was in where she was filming. I'd have thought they'd have applauded her. Would you not think that they would go, thank you very much indeed, Karen, for telling us about that? Because, you know, I'd, I personally don't have any complaints with the NHS. I appreciate the fact that there would be uh, areas of the system which might be falling down. But in this particular case, she did it. It was, it was done on Panorama. and they've, So they've, they've, they've got rid of her. And I'm thinking, God, you need every nurse you can have. And surely if you've got somebody who can expose this, then, you know, all good for them. Anyway, Nick will be talking to her this morning. Uh, thank you very much indeed. My Easter wishes from Linda... Crawley Town. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, actually, I did get yesterday, and, and very pleased I was too, because I got two things yesterday I was very pleased about. Uh, one from Nick. He says, um, oh, anyway, thank you, Nick. That's all I'll say. I won't say what he's done, because the last time we got into my trouble. But anyway, well, I didn't personally. But uh, so thank you very much indeed for that. And, uh, and I, I really, uh, I, I do, do I have, I can't remember if I have Sparrow's can't sing with Barbara Windsor. I think I, ha- I think I have. I can't remember now because I do remember going to the screening which they had in the Mile End Road, and Barbara went, Dale went, I went, and um, and it was a private screening. I think in a in a privately owned cinema, which was really lovely. Mile End Road. Oh, God, I tell you, part of the East End, the Mile End Road. But Nick, thank you for that, and beautifully done, beautifully done. So very very impressed. Incidentally, I'm a bit disappointed with some of you. You're not podcasting as much as you should be. Okay, now I only mention it because there could be the danger that I could be overtaken on the number one spot, okay, by none other than James Max. Now, I mention this to you now. It could happen, apparently, in the year 2056. Now, I'm a little bit panic-stricken, so what I'm saying to you is, for goodness sake, 
Can you try and podcast a bit more? In fact, if you could podcast twice in a day, it would help. <laughs> Don't want to push you too much on it. And thank you as well to lovely Liz uh, for that fantastic film that we talked about. You know, the, uh, the German teenagers. Thank you very much indeed. And she says, uh, please pass on my regards to James O'Brien, who's also very good, if very different. So if you can mention that to him later on, we shall, we shall pass on regards. And I love the Paddington Bear card. Thank you very much indeed. Very sweet thought. Very sweet. And uh, this, is, this is my required viewing this afternoon. Plus, I tell you, it gets better and better every day. It's like present day. In fact, they always go, what have you been sent today, Steve? Uh, Sinjin, thank you very much indeed for a, a lovely book called The First Hundred Years, The Story of the Empire Leicester Square. It's a, a publication, probably not even in anymore, by David High, and it's got pictures of Leicester Square and what it used to look like. Fantastic. Do you know, the inside of the Empire Leicester Square, oh, dear. Picture palaces or what? What a fantastic book. I mean, really, really lovely. Uh, Flanagan Allen appeared there. Oh, just everybody. It was, it's been a cinema... It's, it's been everything, a variety hall. Really, really lovely book. Thank you so much for that. I'm very, very grateful. So, Sinjin, you know who you are, and if you podcast, then uh, I'm equally happy, equally happy. I must also mention, you know, we bought these solar lights, these solar fairy lights, little tiny LEDs, which are really, really good. And I got a bit disappointed in winter because I gave a set to Paul Cooper's mum. Um... And, and in the winter, I suddenly realised why they weren't as good in the winter, because we don't have as much daylight. Now we're into summer, these things come on at about seven o'clock at night, and they're still going when I leave at three in the morning. Really, really good. And they're, they're solar fairy lights. They have different ones. They, I think they come in 50s, 100, or 150s, or 28, whatever they are. They do them in white and blue. I'd quite like to see them in red, whether or not red LEDs are a bit more difficult. But they're really bright. And really good. And in the summer months, they charge up really, really well. So I was very pleased there. If you want to find out further details, they've got a website, which is www.thesolarcentre.co.uk. So it's T-H-E-S-O-L-A-R and then C-E-N-T-R-E.co.uk. Have a look on there, the solar fairy lights. They're really good. Take my word for it. I, th- I think they're fantastic. So I've just bought some more. Just bought another two boxes of white ones because I like the white ones a bit more than the blue. I like blue. Red, I think, would look quite good. And you can sort of drape them around trees and stuff like that. And once you've positioned the solar panel, they seem to charge up really well. Provi- pardon me, provided you get loads of sunlight. And luckily, we have of late. So, really working well. And I mentioned yesterday that they brought out all these new audio CDs. And I forgot to mention yesterday the Frankie Howards, the Faulty Towers, the Kenneth Williams doing Will of the Wisp, uh, the Best of Round the Horn. Uh, really, really good stuff. When you actually open them up, and I didn't realise until I opened them yesterday, the actual CD is is done like a like a vinyl record. It's in black, and and it's also got black grooves and a reproduction of the original vinyl record label. And very cheap, only about five pound each, five six pound each. So if you want to do your collection of faulty towers and willow the wisp and stuff like that, if you do if you do car journeys and you're not maybe a podcaster, and I sincerely hope many of you could be. Uh, then that would be the uh, the thing for you. It's called Vintage Beeb. Vintage Beeb. Uh, this girl, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, has spoken exclusively to, quite clearly, the Daily Star and the Express. Nobody else has got the story. This is the woman beaten by a G20 riot cop. Uh, it's funny, actually, you look at the picture of her 
as she was allegedly being hit by this riot cop, bears no relation to the woman who they've dressed demurely in a little dress and everything else. It was like being whipped by the Taliban, says this woman, who quite clearly has got no idea what being whipped by the Taliban would actually mean. In fact, she probably wouldn't get too near to the Taliban. But uh, she's demonstrating her bruises and things like that. She said she feared for her life. I should imagine quite clearly many of the police down there thought the same as they were being spat at by people. Um, But as I say, she bears no resemblance to the person who is pictured here. You know, quite clearly, it's, if you're a policeman, you're confronted by these. What amazes me, it was, it was a march against capitalism, and yet here she is accepting money. I mean, I would like to think, and I'm sure you would as well, that she would donate it all to a charity. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Because if she's so against capitalism, surely to have the filthy, filthy, disgusting £50,000 would just be going against all of her morals. I would have thought, you know, if she gave it to charity, we'd all applaud her. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to the charity being named in the paper uh, as to which one she's given it to. I'd hate to think she was going to squander it on herself. Surely not being a champagne socialist, that would be absolutely awful, Nicola, wouldn't it? And would go against all your, all your morals. You couldn't possibly ever go on a march again because people would say, are you just doing this to line your pockets with money? And that would be a dreadful thing to say dreadful thing. So, anyway, we wish her well and uh, I look forward to telling you the charity that she's donated the £50,000 to. Of course, I'm erring on the side of caution. I've got a horrible feeling no charity will benefit whatsoever, but it would be nice to think that they would. Uh, I tell you, Simon Cowell must be rubbing his hands this morning. He can't believe his luck. You know the wizened old woman? You know the one we we saw at the rehearsal? And I know it's worked a treat, this one. We stick her on television. It's fantastic. 20 million hits. Okay, around the world. All he's got to do now is get her into the studio as quick as possible, record an album, give her maybe, you know... Actually, the funny thing is, she's unemployed. I'd like to know how much money we've been paying her over the years. I'd like to know what she did when she worked, or is she just one of life's permanent unemployed people? You know, that's what... I want to know a bit more about Susan... You know, I'm, 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 I'm sort of thinking, I know a few people like her, frankly, mainly the bewildered ones who've never been to the theatre before, but, you know, there she is, and she sort of kind of sings in a sort of her own way, a song destined for somebody much younger. But she's unemployed. She goes to church, but that's immaterial. I want to know why she's unemployed. Is she medically unfit? Is she not able to work? How much are we paying this woman? Are we paying the rent on her house? And is she one of life's sponges? You know, all these questions have to be asked, because she's obviously found the time to do this, and she's not working at the moment. But I reckon that Simon Kay is going, right, fantastic. OK, get her in the studio. Let's do songs from shows. She can sing a few songs. She'll never get into a show, because for God's sake, she just won't. And we're not going to change her image, she said. Let's record it. Let's capitalise on this as quick as possible. We can have this album released here and in America in a matter of less than a week. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if she's already been in the studio and started recording. That's how they work it. In the same way that at the end of, you know, when they all did Hallelujah, you know, all the finalists had already recorded it. And all they do is they wait until they go, OK, which one's won? OK, it's her, release it. And so all the others get pulped and this one comes out. So I reckon this woman's already been in the studio and they'll bring out an album and there will be the bewildered of this country because we like people like this, don't we? Oh, my God, the ugly bird sings. That's what we like here. We love it to pieces. And so you'll buy it. It'll make him very rich and she'll earn bugger all. All she'll get will be a fee. He'll say, listen, uh, we'll give you... It it will be something that will be agreed because if she was going to get royalties, that would make her very rich. And then perhaps she could pay back all the money she's had through being unemployed. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be a contribution. I'm feeling very benevolent this morning. I think people should start paying back. You know, I think if you've been unemployed for a while and then you win money, I think you pay it back. 
Because otherwise you don't go to heaven, you go straight to hell. OK? It's, it's, the, it's the baby Jesus's way of telling you you've got too much money and you're a tight-fisted old git. All right? So give the money back. But I reckon the album will be recorded very shortly with that song. And it'll put on it, includes the hit single. I can tell you the album cover already, because I know the way Simon Cowell's mind works. And he's thinking, oh my God, listen, if I say to them, listen, I'll forego four million quid off ITV this year. He can make that four million back through selling in America and this country that album. It's as easy as that. And once again, the British public have fallen into this huge, huge vat of treacle. It's wonderful. Or 850... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 28 minutes to 6, Friday morning. Uh, Bernie says, you obviously had too much sleep. You're on top form. Actually, the funny thing is, I work better when I've not had a lot of sleep. Isn't that funny? It, oh, it works completely opposite. If I've had loads of sleep, it doesn't, doesn't work the same way. It depends how long I spend in the shower. This morning, I was in the shower for about 15 minutes. And in fact, in the end, I had to force myself to get out of it because I was enjoying myself too much. I thought, you know, it's not right to be this chirpy this time of the morning. Only then put off by the cab. I hate getting into a cab in the morning and the driver goes, you're early. You think, I thought you'd be grateful, actually. You know, if you get in the cab and you're early, you're early. I felt like saying, shall I get out again and just make you wait another ten minutes? I don't mind. It doesn't make any difference to me. Mark says, I have to get up at 4am for work. Only to be gratefully awoken by the layabouts next door, d- uh, next door, despite many requests to keep it down. It's a trouble when you work late, isn't it? There's not a lot you can do about that. Dave says, how do you know the jellyfish was dead? Was when I'd finished with it. Simple as that. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Graham said, you see Peter Rogers died. You, you were in another planet, Graham. I think that was yesterday, wasn't it? And the day before. He, Clive Bull did it the night before last. Uh, have you heard about Clement Freud, Graham? I thought we'd do that now, just in case maybe you catch on over the weekend. I don't know. Some people perhaps they don't read the paper. We had this big thing the other day. It was so funny. Because I was looking in the paper and thinking, after JK's Ferrari... Uh, took a bit of a pounding from a so-called chef called Aaron Billington, a man who's terminally stupid, I'm afraid. I began to think, you can't have people going around doing that. Anyway, they took him to court, and he's behind bars last night. He used stones to break the windscreen uh, and a window uh, outside the luxury hotel where he worked. He was jailed for ten weeks uh, for causing £9,500 worth of damage. Blimey. Actually, on my one, when I had the side of mine done, that was £6,500. So it uh, doesn't seem too bad on a million-pound car compared to the price of my car. So uh, old Aaron Billington in prison at the moment. Stupid man. Stupid man. Um, I'm trying to find something else that was in the paper today. I, I sort of did go through it. Well, I, I mentioned poor old, poor old Vic Beckham. Who is the person you trust the most? I bet you later on today on LBC people will be doing this one. The ten most trustworthy Brits, OK? These are people who you would trust... To be honest with you, I'm not going to mention the company that commissioned it because I always see these things as a cynical ploy to try and get some publicity. So what they, these companies do is they, go, they do this and then they get in the paper and, and, they ha- and they have to put down the company that's commissioned it. I couldn't give a stuff either way. Uh, number 10, OK, now you might agree or disagree with these are people we trust. God knows who they asked. Number 10, Bob Geldof. <laughs> right. Number 9, Princess Anne. I don't think so. Number 8... Jeremy Paxman. No. I don't trust any of these people so far. Seven, Prince Charles. How can you trust somebody who cheated on his wife? How is this possible? Number six, Martin Lewis. Mm, So-so. Alan Sugar at number five. I like Alan. Four, Stephen Fry. Yeah, I suppose you would... I don't know. It's an odd word, isn't it? Trust. I mean, people don't know him. People don't know him. Number three, Trevor MacDonald. 
Do you trust Trevor MacDonald? Two, Richard Branson. And number one, surprise, surprise, the Queen. Amazing, isn't it? Apparently, the uh, study reveals that honesty and integrity are highly prized commodities. How come the Queen gets to the top, then? This is a woman who, you know, if a member of the family is that they shove them away in care homes. They don't ever talk to them again. Once, you know, a member of staff leaves, that's it. How can you trust somebody like that? I wouldn't trust somebody like that, would you? I wouldn't. I think you actually trust people. I don't know who would you trust. I think, you you know, trust grows. You know, you can have friends and then they do something and you think, not trusting you ever again. Very easy. Uh, Jerry says, can you wish Margaret in Shepherd's Bush a happy birthday? She's listening to you for the first time. Well, there you go, you see. There's always, always somebody exciting out there in the morning. Richie's with us, thank goodness for that. He said, back to the grind now after a lovely time off, but we'll be off again in two and a half weeks. Your life is getting easier and easier, young man, isn't it? It really is. It's getting very good. I, I love the story in the paper. Now, I might have to... I don't know how I'm going to do this one, actually, because I'm, I'm just going to read it to you, because when I read it, I thought, how stupid. What a waste of time. Television host Justin Lee Collins has been accused of racism, okay, so racism, by a Cornish folk band after he tried to book them to perform a Westlife song. So, in other words, he wants uh, this Cornish folk band to go on the television and perform a Westlife song. Uh, They're called the Cutlers of Cornwall. And he wanted them on alongside Louis Walsh. The producers wanted the folk group to perform a comedy version of Westlife's, uh, Westlife's hit as a joke for Louis Walsh, the group's former manager. Thought he still was the manager, but anyway. But the musicians say the request was racist as it would have ridiculed their home county. Band member Greg Woods said they seem to make us out to be inbreds who speak with funny accents. To me, this is about as racist as telling a joke about an Irishman or a Muslim. I would never sell my soul for a cheap laugh on a TV show. Well, that was ridiculous, isn't it? Because they just wanted to sing a... It's not nothing to do with the... You stupid little man, honestly. What an idiot. What an idiot. Morning, John. Morning. I did like... I do like that... The the fuss over that that girl from um, Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. The whole page is in the paper. Oh, uh, uh, page and pages. And then... As if, as if, you know, insult, Amanda Holden's dragged out, otherwise known as the Botox Queen. <laughs> yes, isn't A woman she just? with about as much... T- let's face it, the only talent Amanda's got, because it's very small and minuscule, was when she married Les Dennis and then cheated on him and had an affair with somebody else. And for that, she becomes famous. And uh, a friend of mine was looking at last night and said he had never seen that, uh, that clip. And he was saying... And she came on the screen and I said... He said... Uh, God, she's a very attractive woman. I said, yes, so would you be if you had that much Botox pumped Absolutely. into you every Monday morning? She looked morning? unrecognisable. But she <laughs> says on the news yesterday, they then go, she couldn't be bothered to make it into the studio because obviously far too busy doing her makeup and hair. And by God, I've seen <laughs> it out and about. And by God, do they have to do her up for the television? And because uh, she lives around my way. Does she? Yes. Whereas he lives around my way. Does he? Les, yeah. So she's on television, and she's on, and they're going, so what about this woman? She said, oh, she was fantastic. She was marvellous and all the rest of it. And I think she's better than Elaine Page. And I thought, you're as stupid as you look, woman. In other words, this is Elaine Page, who, who has been a star in the West End for ages, can wipe the floor with Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden, who has to sleep with people, and then people go, oh, you're Amanda. Oh, right, you had the affair. That's right. Because you never go, Amanda Holden, there's a talent. The thing is, that what's funny, if you actually watch that, that whole sequence... Beautifully oh, put together. Oh, yeah. the editing is just... Because they keep going back to the audience and they're all cringing as she's coming on stage. Now, why would you cringe? She hasn't done anything. Exactly. She's a perfectly normal woman who walks onto the stage. OK, she has interesting eyebrows. 
And that's... And I that's want to know what... Oh. I want to know, because I'm always curious these things. We're, we're being told she's unemployed. I want to know... Um, you know, are we paying this woman's lifestyle? Has she never worked? Has she, is she ill? What's the matter with her? Why, why is she unemployed? I think for the last few years, if you read one of the stories in the papers this morning, mm. she looked after her mum, who was poorly, an older woman. Yeah. Which is, she's younger than us. Oh, God, yeah, she's 47. I know. Unfortunately, she looks a bit rough. But they, they were going, she's got <laughs> she the voice of an angel. Five. It's a gift. It's yeah, a, it's a gift. She is what, she's what's classically known as an outdoor woman. And I yes. tell you that, do you remember this woman, and it, oh, forgot, somebody have to text me in the name now, and it was this old woman who lived on the moors and had to go out, and her name was... Oh, Didn't God. she walk dogs and things like that? No, she had ponies and horses, she had uh, cows or something, and she lived on this moor, and, and it was in the middle of winter, and she had to go down and crack the ice. Yeah. And she had white hair... Somebody will better phone up and tell and me. And she was about 38. And she turned out to have been less than 45. Yes, It's yes. because she was an outdoor... She was a Fells woman, and I've got the... Th what's her blooming name? It'll come to me in a minute. But she was outdoor, and she looked really rough. And this one looks the same. Hannah. Hannah Hawkswell. Hannah, Hannah Hawkswell. Hawkswell. When, I, when I saw her, I thought, this isn't fit. This old woman's out there. She looked about 85, and she's having to... And then they went, Hannah is 47. You go, what? <laughs> she's got white hair. She hangs her bread up in a bag to stop the rats getting to it. And she lived like that because she chose to live like that. Yeah, Made enough money out of the series and moved into an house in the village. And then they, they... I mean, they were saying about that lady this morning, they're saying in her... She's pictured outside her ordinary home. Yeah. Which is very unusual for the journalists today because they always say outside her £325,000 home... Yeah. Everyone's home is £325,000. Well, exactly, you know, to be honest with you, in London... Yeah, in London, there's they, they nothing. They go, and they live in a luxurious £250,000 flat, and you go... Oh, my God, that's not very good at all. <laughs> no, it's a studio in not very good. Yeah. It's mad. They it are is. crazy. But, but, it, but that's why she looks the way she does, because <clears throat> she's an outdoor person. Also, as well, we want to hear her sing some more songs. Yeah, I the, do. The proof Don't is in base the singing. it on one song. No. And also, as I've pointed out before, this programme is owned by Simon Cowell. He owns every aspect of it. The producers are employed by him. He knows everything. He'll have said to them, right, what have we got? And they go, you've got this, this woman who's going to come on and sing. <clears throat> You're not telling me that he didn't know anything at all about it because she's been through the vetting <clears throat> process. Of course. She'd have auditioned for that show months ago. And don't you think that he's got his cogs going oh, in America absolutely. going, get this on Oprah, get this on this yeah. the Jay Leno show? Oh, I mean, he, it's, it's, it's brilliantly done. It's brilliantly it's done. And remember, last week, in fact, last week, I think, on this very slot, you said that he had to take a small cut in salary by about... Two and a half million pounds. He's now going to make it all back on this one album. <laughs> one in one other hour. words, well, <laughs> just don't bother me with it. Don't bother I love me it. with it. Yeah, it, it. It's very beautifully done and very careful. All he's going to do is make money. You see, all, they in, all they're interested now is how much money can you make quickly. So far, we've yet to have a follow-up to the Alexandra Burke Hallelujah. Well, oh. we're now in April, and she had that before Christmas. It was, yes, it was Christmas, wasn't so, it? So, I mean, has she recorded something else? Was there an, I can't remember if there was an album out or what. No, there isn't. And, right. But he did the same thing with Leona Lewis, didn't yes. he? There was a whole year yeah. between winning and they put them through all this great, you know, training process and all of that. I mean, Leona Lewis is still not very good when she, I mean, I know she's, she's a wonderful singer. How to speak. She, well, exactly. You see, she doesn't have that. She came to LBC and they reran it overnight and I heard it as I was coming in, I think. And I thought, I seriously thought it was somebody from a youth club who'd come in to talk to Jenny Barnett. I think it was Jenny Barnett. And I had no idea who it was. And she was like, you know, poor, and she couldn't string two words together. And then at the end, she went, oh, well, I'll tell you what, Leona, let's have a listen to your record. I think, surely not Leona Lewis. Ever since then, she's mm -hmm. not appeared on any TV shows. I've not seen her being interviewed. But she doesn't. He won't allow Safer. it either. 
I think uh, she, she, she needs to be trained for that. I mean, God, she's just a girl from Hackney, isn't she? Just a, an ordinary girl who's Aren't suddenly, we all? who's suddenly, you know, launched into yeah. this incredible career. But nobody tells them. Nobody no. says to them, listen, you're going to go out, journalists are going to catch you out. Journalists are going to ask you questions. You've got to be prepared. There is an, it's like, uh, you know, ministers go to be trained. Douglas Cameron used to train, I think he probably still does, uh, ministers to appear on radio and television. Yes. Because yes. there's an art to doing it. You can't just turn up because we wipe the floor with people. Media training. Media training. Yeah, lots of people do it. Anybody you know, who's I spokesperson. love wiping the floor with people. I mean, because you just don't, don't come in and give one-word answers because you get a very short interview. Yeah, very. And that's no good. Yeah. No. But don't try and wipe the floor with me. I'll just wash my hair. Have you? <laughs> well. Anyway, we have, we have a cupcake. A cupcake. Now, you have a choice this morning. A st- these, are, these are new <clears throat> M&S. Okay? I, I love these cupcakes. Yesterday. Well, these are strawberry and vanilla cupcakes with frosty topping. <laughs> but the good thing about here is they've got rich strawberry compote centres. bit exciting. Oh, that's I know. very exciting. And lashings of strawberry buttercream on Are these top. new? These are brand new. They've only just started selling yesterday. I'm that good. I was going to give one to Hugh Broom, but to be honest with you, I can't be fagged. I really can't. <laughs> oh, be. poor Hugh. I looked at him this morning. It's a little bit of a veranda over the toy shop. A little bit of a veranda. <laughs> so, anyway. Poor man's so, got hardly anything to report. There's no traffic up there, but there is a light rain. He still managed to string it out for ten minutes, though. Yes, I have he did. known when, when he starts doing the bulletins, I can go out, redecorate the hall <laughs> stairs and landing, come back in, and he's just about finishing off. But he can Look turn a red light in Hammersmith into a, a terminal disease. Look at those. Oh, they look very pretty. Very pretty. Oh, and that's that lovely soft, yeah. soft icing. It's also, it's got, um... Oh, it's very fresh. I bought them yesterday. I oh, know, I mean, it's very soft, you oh. know, like... Oh. Freshly Isn't it funny, I've never heard of soft being described as fresh, but there you go. <laughs> we'll work on that one. Ooh. And uh, we'll have the news headlines while John tucks into that, and we'll have the verdict. It looks lovely, doesn't it? I like, I like the glitter topping. It's beautiful. Yeah, the other ones are vanilla fairy cakes, but I didn't think I'd uh, inflict one of those on, on you just yet. I thought you'd let you try those ones. So I get the, lu- the luxury cake Yeah, the first. luxury. OK, let's have the news headlines. <laughs> Twelve minutes to uh, six. Nice to be company. It's Friday morning, LBC. So the verdict on these strawberry and vanilla cupcakes, John. Oh, they're Are they nice? Are they really? Oh. Better than sex. Not really? that I can remember. Well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> most of us do that from memory. They're sweet. From 1963. They're sweet and soft. Yeah. It's just like a cuddly bear, really. really. Have you eaten all of it? It's gone. Oh, right, there it's gone. it was gone. <laughs> I better save one for Hugh Broom. Oh, you better give poor old you know, Hugh you know, one. You know, just to sort of keep You can up. munch it through the, you know, the, the traffic problems that aren't. Yes, exactly. I mean, actually, the good thing is there aren't traffic problems, but I quite like the, the, a, a day when there aren't traffic That's problems. That's because it's the end of Easter. And every, it's been very quiet this week in, in the yeah. town. In the, in, at work, it's been mm. very quiet. The trains are fantastic because there's no children on them. No. What a godsend that is. Dirty Dirty, unwashed children. I bought you a present as well. A present? What is yes. it? My birthday? It's not my birthday. It's, it's Paul Savory's on Sunday. It's Paul Savory's Sunday, isn't yeah. it? Right. He's still younger than us, so he keeps telling yes, me. Yes, he keeps telling us this, I'm not <laughs> sure. He's got a very quiet car, that's all I know. So I bought this because I know that, that, you, that you like them. I and like you them. them. I do. Oh, well, the only thing I collect is... Well, I know what I collect. Yeah. I you collect? Cufflinks. Okay. And I, and I bought these. Now, I have to be honest, I bought them for me. Oh, right. But I've never worn them. Why? Because I didn't have a shirt. I was going to wear them for one of the shows, and when you see them, you'll know why I was going to wear them for one of the shows. Oh, they're fabulous. Well, I mean, they, they, they kept, we saw them in a shop in Brighton. Me and my friend, uh, Helena, were down in Brighton, mm. and they had a shop where the whole window was full up with shirts in every colour, and they were bright, and they went all the way through, and they were yeah. lovely. And I, so I bought a couple of shirts, but unfortunately, it was what's coming on as a fashion shop. And if you buy a fashion shop shirt, and you buy, say, XXL... That's re- it doesn't fit you. It doesn't fit, because they're tailored <laughs> yeah. to fit people who... I mean, it wouldn't even fit Hugh Broom. 
<laughs> you know, it, it would fit somebody like Phil Blacker. Oh, right. So, in other words, you've got to be fairly... So if you've got anything resembling a little bit of a tummy... Or a little love handle. Or a little love or handle. Two. Or a suitcase set. <laughs> uh, there's no chance it will fit. So I bought this this shirt specifically for these cufflinks. Right. So so you you can have them, because I know that you, you, you will sure? wear them. Oh, yes, I'm absolutely. slightly embarrassed now. Well, you will be when you open the box. Oh, they're stunning. Oh, my God. Oh, Aren't my. They? Oh, I love them. I thought you'd like them. Yeah. Oh, they are the most gorgeous things. Oh, uh, show me. Look at them. Yeah, they're fabulous, aren't they? I thought you'd like them. Oh, they're I'm going to wear those. I've yeah. just... You can wear that. I thought with a nice black. Sorry, just better describe them. Uh, if if you had a black shirt or a white shirt, oh, any white shirt. shirt, white shirt, they would look fantastic with. They're a bit Liberace. Oh. And in fact, it looks like one giant diamond surrounded by a cluster of diamonds. A cluster of diamonds. Oh, it's stunning. You like them? God, they're like, it's like the Kuhi Noor, isn't it? It's not it? bad, is it? That's a little Indian restaurant, and it's just <laughs> off Brick Lane. <laughs> Look at that. It's good, isn't it? I wish you could see this, ladies and gentlemen. Such a shame that you can't. But you'll, you you'll have to sort of enjoy the moment. If this was the shopping channel, you'd buy these. You would, wouldn't because you? Because they are absolutely Aren't magnificent. They? And I think people, in fact, I, you, you're going to notice them. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine them with a black jacket, black jacket, a white shirt, and those glistening. Do you know that if you go to Marks and Spencers, they do shirts which are an extra... They're slightly longer. It's slightly longer mm. to show off cufflinks. Yes, I've got a couple, actually. And home. I think that'd be quite nice. I'm not sure I could wear them in Camden Town during the day. I'd well, you probably could. you just go home with a different sort of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> they asked, are you sure? Yes, absolutely, yes. I told Helena last night... I spoke to her last night, and I said, I'm going to give John those cufflinks. She remembered them vividly, because we saw them in there, and they were the... Wow. ...the lariest cufflinks that we'd ever seen. I don't know what to say. I'm glad I got up this morning now. It's worth it, isn't it? You've had a cupcake a and cupcake. a pair of cufflinks. <laughs> what more could you want? What more? I can go now. Sorry? I can go now. You can, you can go. I'm going to leave them open, because they're, they're so beautiful, I just want to look at them. Yes. Not that you're not beautiful, but just they're no. exceptionally beautiful. Thank you. And I've looked at you for years. Uh, a note from up north from Helsinki in Finland, to be specific, mm. where it's eight o'clock soon. I wanted to drop you a line, says John, to say I enjoy your show almost every morning when I commute to work. In Helsinki? Yes, but he said almost every morning. I'm worried about the other mornings where he doesn't. Well, he says, I may be old-fashioned, but I think it's fabulous that it's possible to listen to LBC on my phone via the web. It's somewhat absurd, but much more interesting to hear the traffic situations on the tube and the motorways instead of boring familiar routes and, of course, your headlines and gossip. But I've never been able to, fascin uh, to understand what you Englishmen find interesting in the races, the national and so on. Can I find your tips of the day highly amusing? Join the club. We also find them highly amusing. Because yesterday, if you remember, I had a winner. I had a third place. Did you? I, did I, you go each way, then? Well, I did, but stupidly, I took the starting prize. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I took starting prize as opposed to finishing prize. Starting prize was six to one. When it right. finished, 12 to one. And I took the six to one. Uh. And you can opt for the end prize, so I took the six to one. But that uh, can go either way, can't it? Well, in this case, I put £20 each way. And you'd say you won quite a bit. Six times that. No, no, it doesn't work like that, because it, it came did. in third. Oh, I see. So, so I got each way, mm. so I got a grand total of, I put £40 on, and I got £44 back. You got £4 back? I got £4. So, exactly. And I said to Graham, that's a profit. It doesn't matter whether it's a pound or two pounds. No. That's a £4 profit. Did you Listen, pay the tax before? They don't seem to do that. Either. Don't they? No, I've, I thought I'm, you did. Well, I haven't had that in a bookies for ages. You tell now. them, and they, you say, do you want to pay no, the tax I've or not? No, I've never had that at all. Never had that. Then you've used paid... to have it, yeah. not now. Maybe they don't have tax on it anymore. Yeah. I well, perhaps it doesn't work like I'll that. I'll tell you what I did last week. I, d I went to, um, on Good Friday, after the programme, actually, I went home, and then I went to Westfield. 
Do you remember I said I was going to Selfridges? And I did go to Selfridges. That was Good Friday. That's right, because it wasn't open on the Sunday. No, Selfridges was packed on, the, mm. on Good Friday. I mean, they were doing... Uh, they do cupcakes. They do lovely cupcakes. They do yeah. everything in Selfridges. These aren't too expensive. And how much are these? These I, fancy ones? I couldn't take that two ninety nine. I think. Well, that's quite a lot of them. So is it? Oh. Well, no, because you were talking about wedding cakes earlier, and I had perhaps some they're, Perhaps they're cheaper than that. Perhaps they're cheaper. No, they probably are two ninety nine. They probably are actually. Yeah. I mean, if it was someone's birthday and these that cupcake that they I have just devoured, I mean, for goodness sake, compote's expensive. <laughs> Very expensive. It's two ninety nine <laughs> for the tub of compote. You've got <laughs> half of it in there. And That'd strangely it... enough, just in the strawberry compote, it's got sugar, strawberry puree, lemon juice, concentrated strawberry juice, cornflour, gelling agent, pectin, natural flavouring. That's just in the compote alone. Imagine the cost of producing <laughs> that. Good grief. <laughs> Never mind the, the packaging. <laughs> Never mind the packaging. But they're worth it. Lovely little birthday cake for someone, wouldn't it? If yeah, you had yeah, little yeah. people for tea and put a little candle in, that'd be perfect. Well, they also do cupcakes in Costco, but they, I nearly bought a tray of those because you get a tr- they're, they're, they're huge. I mean, one is a meal in itself. Yeah, but the trays are so big. I know. You buy about 30 of them. But they look really nice, and they're <laughs> actually quite inexpensive. I think there's something like four ninety nine for a big tray of cupcakes. And then you can do your wedding cake then with those. Oh, gosh. It's here. Yes, you know, yes. It's a great idea. Giles had one. I said earlier on, Giles's wedding cake was cupcakes. Cupcakes. I think that's great. That was nice. It is nice. Puts the old people... I don't that... think I took a photo of it. Oh, you should have done. No, thanks. Just one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see his wedding pictures. Have you seen them yet? No. I'm going out to lunch with him and he never shows me these things. Really? You're going like today? Yeah. Fish and chips and the wedding pictures. Mm. Well, I hope he's listening well, so he can bring them chips. in. Definitely. It's always fish and chips Is it still £6.90? Something like that, yeah. It's very good, isn't it? And we have a cup of tea as well. Sad, isn't it? I've reached that stage of my life, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> where the excitement of coming to... And, of course, it's, it's not a cheap day for me. £8 on the congestion charge. Petrol in a Bentley, murderously expensive at the moment. You could always buy a Nissan Micra. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and so then and I buy him lunch, because mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, quite rightly so, because I'm earning more money than he is. You're earning and, more money than anybody. Well, that is true. <laughs> and so I, I buy lunch. And uh, so all in all, I mean, the whole day could come in about £50. That's a good expensive day out, isn't it? Yes, but if I'd been in a nightclub, I could have pulled and taken somebody home for that price. It would have cost you £150. You think so? Have you been round the nightclubs of Leicester Square? <laughs> we, don't actually, above. we don't actually have to go into them. You just hang outside <laughs> when they're coming out. And pretend you've been there. <laughs> but the thing about, that's what I was saying about Westfield, that this amazing shot. Have you been in there yet? No. Uh, you know, we watched it being built, it's, didn't we? Yes, we did. It, it's uh, the much open. I'll tell you what, it blew me away. And nothing, nothing does that anymore, because I've seen it and done it. Yeah. It blew me away. It is sensational there. Really? And if I was against the high street, which I would much rather be shopping in a high yeah. street, breathe fresh air, I would be worried. The parking... You just drive into this brand new car park, and normally you just drive around those underground car parks forever, don't you, trying to find a space. Mm. Not there. It tells you, aisle six, 15 places. So you pull into the place, and you look down this great row of cars, yeah. and they've all got red lights over. Oh, yes. And little green lights yes. where there's space. Now, they've got this in Kingston, and they've had it there for a few years now. It's wonderful. So, in other words, you drive in there, as opposed to having to drive upwards, backwards and forwards, you look for a green light. Yeah. If there's a green light... You just drive in. The moment you drive in, you hit the sensor and it goes red. It's a brilliant system. Why they don't have it in other car parks? They should have it everywhere. Everywhere should have it. Everywhere. Although, we went down the other day. Paul Savory dropped me off at the station. And there's a hotel near County Hall on the roundabout. Mm. They've got little lights inset into the pavement. But random little lights. Little white LEDs. Pretty, yeah. I've seen that. On the pavement. I thought, wow, that looks brilliant. He said, are they in the pavement? I went, yeah. You can get that at home, you know. I don't, I don't want a hotel at home. <laughs> you don't really want to dig don't. up your front, do you? I don't want strangers wandering. Oh, I do, actually. <laughs> you could do it to guide your Bentley into its parking space. Yes. 
Yes. Like a runway. I'm, I was going to get it washed today, but I think it's going to rain again. It's already raining. Oh, is it already oh, yes, raining? It's pouring with I rain. did bring my, my brolly in. You did? Which is nice. Did, yes. you, the Parisian one? No, I brought that out the other day, actually. Have you used it? One. No, not yet. Does it look good with the light up? It does, yeah. It doesn't look as good as the one that lights up on the top. No. In fact, you really want them two combined, don't you? Yes. To have it lit at the top and on the... the, the I just, I mean, to be honest, I want to be bathed in light when I turn on the umbrella. I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> and I'm intrigued about your, um, your sense of, what's the, the thing's called? Solar lights. Yes. Now, the, now I've, I've had those in my garden. Ah. Well... And they're I, rubbish, I, actually. No, I'll tell you what, um, who's actually upstairs? It's not Chris Hubbard, is it, upstairs? Is Chris Hubbard upstairs? Oh, is it Joe? Oh, right. Well, I'll, I'll have to show you afterwards, because oh. I've, I've got two, two boxes, and I'll show you... What they look like, and they're good. And you'll go, want those? I want those. Yeah, you will. Because I love things like that. Well, you know. the good thing about the, these ones is that I've had solar lights before. You know when they say, and they've got a picture of this solar light in a little thing. And it, mm. Well, the light is so tiny. So what they've done is they've taken the tiny light and they put it into a string of fairy lights. I think a hundred, hundred and fifty. I bought two hundred and eighties. Okay, you get a little panel. You take them out of the box. You drape them wherever you want them. You put the panel. The moment it goes dark, they automatically come on and they do seven different sequences. Mine was still going this morning when I left and they'll still be going now until it gets lighter. And then there's a sensor in the solar panel that turns them off. So uh, They're uh, the best ones I've ever seen. I, I want need them. sunshine. So in the winter, you put them on for one day, then you need them off for a couple of days to charge them up. But at the moment, just on the sunshine we're getting, they, they charge up. Because the front of my house is bathed in sunshine from the minute the sun comes up to it closes. You, you will want these. All you, and the, the, the little <coughs> solar panel comes with a, a little stick. You clip it onto it and stick it in the earth. And stick it, it in the, the sun. I, I promise you, it's... My you, bay tree is crying out for that. I really? like little lights in my bay tree outside yeah. my house. Oh, you'd, well, this is ideal for you. It's the, the solar centre dot co dot uk were 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 dot the solar center listen we'll take a short break for the uh, the news we might actually have might even save a cupcake for phil phil blacker for the uh, for the sport we might i'm taking these away in case phil gets the, a liking and the cufflinks them. i know exactly <laughs> and uh, more of your texts and emails it's steve allen's early breakfast it's lbc 97.3 it's steve at lbc dot co dot uk or 84850 Good morning it's lbc 97.3 gordon ramsay makes the front of uh, some of the papers today and uh, Britain's Got Talent singing sensation Susan Boyle, otherwise known as the publicity machine for Simon Cowell, <laughs> has been told, stay just the way you are. Oh, but as John be... said earlier on, and we said it yesterday, let's hear her singing something else Yes. before we uh, start going, she's a singing sensation. No, because all these things, and we haven't seen the rest of the talent yet. No, although the bookies are still taking uh, bets for her. Bets on, yes. yes. But there was the family. I don't know if you saw the. They were kind of like the sort of a von Trapp singers. Oh, the mother and the father, two twin little girls, and a boy. So long, farewell, our feeders. It was a little bit like that, it? Oh, but it wasn't. They sang a different. I forget yes. what song they sang. The, and Simon said, "You know, I'm not sure about the parents. They can't really sing." And the two little girls, well, they're okay. But that boy is a star, and the boy was amazing. Mm. He really, you really. How old was he? about 12 you see you should never say that to children never ever say you're a star because they believe it of course they do and unfortunately the harsh reality of the business is in a year's time you will never have heard of susan boyle because there'll be somebody else that they make money out of, of. i mean it's you cannot fault simon for, for getting it right 
He knows exactly how to get publicity. And in fact, he, even he must be thinking, this bubble's going to burst at some point. But it isn't, yeah, is it? Strangely enough, Alan says, uh, Susan Boyle made the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation national news this evening. It's supposed to be our serious news broadcast. So either it's a very slow news day here in Canada, or Simon Cowell really has worldwide influence. OK, so he's got Oprah lined up, but I always thought we were somewhat protected here, north of the 49th. Small world, he says, way too small. It's amazing, isn't it, that in Canada they're even reporting yes. on it. Yes. Amazing. You know why? Because it'll be done on the YouTube thing, and they'll send out a press release, and they'll send it round to every news organisation. Mm. And that's what Simon's office will have done, saying she's had 20 million hits worldwide. That will, They'll be going, oh, t- t- you know, an unknown woman from a council house in Fife <laughs> sings, and 20 million Fife. people... Fife. <laughs> and, and she'll go there and sing... I dreamed a dream from times gone by. Yeah, not the It's a lovely song as well. It's a real (laughs) tearjerkery type song, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Simon Reuters' cowl now, is it? I think think it's brilliant. I mean, it's so clever. It's amazing. It's clever. You can't knock him. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Ray in Dulwich says, I trust you, Steve. This was after a survey in the papers saying that people... who, Who did they trust? And there were people like Bob Geldof and... Really? Um, Richard Branson and the Why? Queen is number. I don't know what people. Oh, the you Queen, would trust, I would trust. Would you? Oh, I would trust the Queen with. Oh, I'd almost trust the Queen with those cufflinks. She'd probably want to replace the old stone I, in I her crown. I think she'd probably have better <laughs> stones herself. Yeah, she. But I would trust the Queen. <laughs> I think she's very trustworthy. Yes. Uh, Angie says, "Are you sure you're meant to be eating those cupcakes? I'm not eating them. I am. He's eating them. <laughs> I never eat them. I'm diabetic. No, he can't eat them. Uh, just... Alexandra's in Los Angeles recording her album. Oh, probably left it a bit too late. Well, I they, that's imagine. where they go. Yes. That's where they go. I haven't seen the new uh, Jordan and Peter Andre, but as somebody wrote the other day to me, Peter Andre and Jordan, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Simple as that. Nobody cares about them at all, I'm afraid. Uh, Sue says, happy birthday to Lee, who's having to get up early to take me to work. I don't know. Isn't that nice to be taken to work? I thought I was taken to work. Yes, I was taken to work as well. (laughs) Steve, did I hear right? The release of a trailer for a film is considered a news item. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, of course it is. Oh, yes, yes. Harry Potter has just got a new uh, trailer out. Yeah. With the, um, all the, uh, the Death Eaters around, uh, Leicester Square. Yes. And Trafalgar Square. And the Wolverine one is, is coming out. And I, I went... cupcake? I think I'll have it later. You sure? Later, might, not yeah. later. <laughs> might not be a later. Might not be a later. Better take it now. It won't oh, be a later. Okay. Oh, they're pretty as well. They are, aren't they're pretty, aren't they? You could wear them. They're so pretty. You could wear them. <laughs> well, those it's a cupcake. Oh, you can't you th- wear them. Don't you think that looks good? <laughs> yes, you're right. It does, actually. Uh, Steve, you were right about the stripper on Britain's Got Talent. Ofcom have had loads of complaints. Yes, I mean, I know they have, and th- that will mount up a bit. I'm afraid you've got another one coming this week. Unfortunately, last week's was just grossly unattractive and this kind of thing you don't want to see on uh, television, I'm afraid. Uh, this week's one is copying Dieter von Tees by appearing in a giant uh, champagne glass. It's really naff, I'm afraid. Why on earth strippers have started appearing on this programme? I've got no I idea. Imagine. In America, a... it's all circus acts. She wanted to be a professional dancer. God. What about the man that was... Go- did you see? Did you watch the programme? I didn't. No, I think the- I was busy. I was washing the cat. <clears throat> one of the other ones. <laughs> one of the other... Cat what wasn't my cat. I'll just go and grab a cat and wash it. It's cat. <laughs> it, one of the other ones was uh, the man who wanted to beat the world record for eating... 
one of those... Oh, Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. <gasps> and he managed three. How naff, though. But how, why would they have someone doing a but record? Also, the, the whole idea of the, this programme is to appear on there. The only people they're going to make money out of are singers. And the other thing is, it's to appear in front of Her Majesty. Do you seriously think, in your stupid little minds, this stupid man who ate the Ferrero, that the Queen is going to sit there watching somebody put four Ferrero Rocher in his mouth? Answer, no. We practically booed George Sampson off stage because he was so awful. What ever happened to him? Disappeared. What, career, what career is it? He danced on his head, mm. pretending to be like one of these street dancers. The kids on the streets are better. Yeah. They've been doing it in New York for the past 40 years, practically. There was a very good dance group on there. Oh, very, there? very good. All, right. All boys, um, from, they've been friends for years, and they've been doing it for about four years, and they were excellent, and they were very... They were very but good. Where do you go? I mean, you know, it's very nice. It was like we had the other ones. I forget what their name are, but I've watched them a few times on YouTube, and that's the uh, the Sikh guy mm. who dances with the broom and then goes and mm. does the Bangra dance, which is very nice, but I don't know where you take it to. And I don't you remember the two boys that did the kind of judo dancing that were on a previous one? We had them on at, at the oh, club. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those two boys? Yes. Very good-looking boys. Mm. And they were doing this kind of judo Kind of a judo, yes. taekwondo dancing. That's right. Yes, I've seen that as well. Th- but that's just for Amanda Holden, because she quite clearly you know, likes men with their shirts off. Yes, she does. It's a shame, actually, because most people like to see her well covered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the paper as well today, do you know, it's so few stories. I wish there were loads and loads of stories that would sort of get you going. Many, many depressing stories. Oh, there are very, very many. Lots about uh, Clement Freud. Yes. A lot about Not the most pleasant person you've ever met. No, nobody's said he Nobody's ever said that. Difficult. He, was, he was very difficult. He came into LBC once, somebody was telling me, who shall remain nameless, and he said, if anybody asks me about that advert with the dog, I shall walk out. Because he did an advert, for those who don't remember, he appeared on the television and, uh, this is Henry. Mm. And, and it was an advert for a dog food or something. It was. They both looked a little bit lugubrious. Well, they looked like each other. Yes. I mean, I, I, I did like the, uh, the Just a Minute programmes and stuff oh, like me that. me too. Because I, I like those, those kind of things. Me I think too. that's clever. But frankly, he was 84. And he'd become very bad-tempered, whereas I've managed it at 38. <laughs> Much nicer. And the funny thing is, he didn't like dogs. Did he like animals? No, he died at his desk. Yes. What a lovely place to die. It depends, really. I don't know if you were writing something. <laughs> that was the last thing he wrote. God. <laughs> last. He lived down in Richmond, I think. He doesn't say. There's a whole thing about, you know, what, he li- what he's left to his family. He said, well, all my children have done terribly well for themselves. They've got far more money. Well, much Math- more- Matthew Freud, of course, has done very well. And for- Emma Freud. And Emma Freud, absolutely. And the brother, who's the, one of the most sought-after, Lucian yeah. Freud, sought-after yes. artist. So they've all done incredibly well. Yes, I think he had five children and something like 15 grandchildren. Yes. Either way, you know, gone. There's a, a man here whose name is uh, Liang, Xiao Liang. And Xiao Liang. <laughs> Xiao Liang is the tallest man in the world. Right. He eight feet one. Oh, don't be so silly. Eight feet I one. I don't believe you. I promise you, he is. I don't believe Have you been over and measured him yourself? We'll take a short break. It's quarter past six. London's biggest conversation this morning from 10. LBC 97.3. Thank you very much indeed. It's 17 minutes past six. Steve Allen's early breakfast. The, uh, the boy dance group were flawless. Uh, the Sikh flawless. dancer was part of Signature. And the boy dancers were called Strike. Do you know what? Nobody needs the internet. You just need your audience. But, uh, do you know, I don't think I've had a question yet that I've asked uh, the audience that they have not known... You have not known the answer They're to. They're incredible. I know, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Absolutely. I could ask them anything. How old am I? There I can go. tell you that. Yeah, but... 36. 
Well, I, I got in a car the other day and Stephen, my driver, said to me, he said, because I'm, I'm a bit older than you. I said, oh, right. He said, I'm, I'm 40. I said, how old are you then? Thinking we look quite good for it. He said, I'm 42. So I said, I don't think so. I said, I think I'm older than you are. And so he said, uh, well, he said, you, you said the other week you were 38. I thought, well, obviously nobody's queried it, so... <laughs> you see, you don't need Botox. I no. keep telling you. I'll tell you what's actually helped me. It's not smoking. We've only been sm- not smoking for two and a half years. No, but more three than that, now, about is it? three and a half years. But yeah. it does make a difference. Oh, no, I know it does. It, do- yes, it, it does, does make a difference. Yes, look at me. I've aged by the second. <laughs> exactly. Just well, while we've sat here. 27 cupcakes. That would make you... What, a- what is the thing that gives you life's best little pleasure? Apart from the obvious. What is the thing that gives you life's best little pleasure? They've just had a recent <clears> survey. <throat> well, life's little pleasure. Yeah. So, something that sort of makes you feel good all over. <laughs> Cuddly wuddly. What is that thing that makes you feel... A lay-in in the morning. Well, you're not... You're a not day f- when you don't have to get up, when the alarm's not switched on. You see, now, those... When I was younger, those were days that I liked. Now I'm a bit older, 39. I... If ever I get the opportunity to lie in, I think it's kind of a waste of a day. Oh, yes, so I mean, I like I... to get up and get out, because once you're dressed it, and I'm out, that's fine. It's the shaving that takes the thing Well, you don't shave. In. You can have a day off without shaving. Oh, I can't. Why? I couldn't go out unless I'd shaved. Why? Oh, I just couldn't. I didn't shave this morning. Oh, dirty, dirty. No, you <laughs> dirty. have to sh- My Auntie Enid is the same. She won't go out without shaving. Yeah, but, and it's all over for her. But she's IMAC, doesn't she? Well, she did... Oh, unfortunately, she did cover herself in Veet the other week. It was, it was a bit embarrassing, because she thought it was one of these rejuvenating creams. Unfortunately, she's ended up looking like an albino hedgehog. It's all very embarrassing. <laughs> Poor Auntie Enid. Poor Auntie Enid. Cover the- Mind you, a little bit better than the time we... She used to cover herself in Nivea. And nurse would come in at night to sort of tuck her down, give her a cuddle like that. She'd shoot out of nurse's arms and straight across the room. But apparently she's collecting. She's been collecting for weeks. Yes. She's going around the home collecting. Apparently she wants to get a cab to Hornchurch, and I don't no know why. No idea why. Everyone no, seems to be doing it. No specified time no, or date. but just she's, going. And she, anyway, she's nearly she's there. She threatened to turn up. She's I got, said, why? She said, it's bank holiday. She said, I feel I should be. Well, that's bank holiday, she said, because... Yeah. That's why the cab's twice as expensive. Oh, is that why? She's got £26.19 so so, so far. She started going down the side of sofas, which is dreadful. No, the thing that gives you uh, life's best little pleasure... Mm. Number three, it's uh, cuddling a lover. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Number two, going to bed with freshly washed sheets. Oh, now that's magic. Isn't that nice? Oh, It's like freshly mown grass, isn't it? Uh, Number one is having lunch with friends. Oh, well, yes. I'm quite good at that. You're very good. I'm very good at doing lunch <laughs> That's with a friends. daily thing for you. That is a fairly daily thing. But that is it? a nice thing, actually, to, to, yeah. to... Or having a drink at lunchtime, which would be a very rare thing for me. Yeah, it'd be quite rare for me. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest I couldn't even lie. get away with that Look, one, could I? You're turning yeah. into Pinocchio I over know. here. Mm. <laughs> anyway, there's a, a story here of a, of, a, of a vicar. I think he's a vicar. No, he's not, actually. But he's, he's a man who has trained the foxes. He's 80-something. Mm. His name is Richard Lavelle. And he's taught several foxes to stand on their hind legs to beg for food. Right. So he feeds them. Now, apart from the fact that you should never feed foxes. No. The one thing that he's done here, which, you know, very entertaining for a picture for the newspapers, but sadly, when this man moves or dies, these foxes are going to come round, and if they don't get fed, they're going to turn quite nasty. Which foxes can. Rip out your bins and everything That's right. Else. So he actually um, says, you know, he, he's, he feeds them, but of course, when he's not there, the foxes are not going to be fed and they're not going to be happy. Talking about people not being happy, villagers are furious. 
Furious. And I saw this on a television programme the other day. After a lush field was turned into an illegal traveller's site over the Easter weekend. Oh, right. Now, this one here, the villagers watched in horror as the diggers moved in on Good Friday, because they know the council offices are closed, and by Easter Monday, 1,000 tonnes of hardcore and tarmac has covered the three-acre plot in Blackmore in Essex. Madeline Henwood, the parish council chairwoman, says lorries went through the village all Friday and Saturday. A traveller spokesman said the planners would sort it out with the council. Their planners. Now, I want to know why, you know, these travellers think they can move on to sites, lay down things, and when I saw it on the television, and I'm thinking, they're just going in there, laying down roads illegally, over the weekend, deliberately knowing the council are not there. The council have had to reconvene. But, of course, as usual, you know, these people ride roughshod through through the law. It's just absolutely... We can't do it. Why should everybody else be allowed to do it? It's it's the most incredible thing. First of all, who owns the land? Well, that's what you need to... But also, it's not a case of who owns it. It's a case of... There's no planning permission. It's green belts. Mm. But people move on to it... Just willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. And tarmac. And over, and this is not the first time it's happened over bank holiday weekends. They're clever, aren't they? They're not dark. Mm. And, of course, the council well, will go, to, to oh, well, it's almost done now. You know, yes. what are they going to do? Take it up? They're not be able to take that up, are they? No. If you tarmac a... You can't dig it all up and put it back into a field. No. Unfortunately, of course, no, <clears> the police do nothing. <clears throat> hands up. Nothing at all. Dreadful. There's a, there's a great th- story in here. This is... This is this, me, I was just thinking there, one of the pleasures of life is, is definitely a gin and tonic. But somebody has opened um, uh, something called alcoholic architecture. So instead of drinking, you go into this building and it, it, it smells and feels like a gin and tonic. And it's a cocktail bar, basically. And instead of drinking, you, you're allowed to go in for 40 minutes, yeah. is all you're allowed to go in. And it delivers an intoxicating vapour of gin and tonic and will leave you feeling slightly merry. Oh, right. So you're breathing. You don't drink. You don't drink. No, no. You breathe it in. Oh. And they make you wear protective clothing so right. that you don't come out so, so like a gin palace. Right. Because you would and it, smell it. it blows the smell towards you. Yes, it, 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 it vaporises. It's almost like being in a, a steam room, but with, with the gin and tonic. And they've got the, uh, the sound. The, the sound in the background is of ice in a glass and then liquid being poured on it, so you get the sensation of having a drink. I was always told that the biggest con was in uh, bars, and the, and the con is that once somebody's had enough drink, if they're drinking gin and tonic, all you have to do is put the idea in their mind that they're drinking gin and tonic, and the way you do that is you fill up a glass with tonic, with some ice, and you rub a bit of gin around the top mm. of the glass. In other words, when they put the gin up the glass up to their mouth, they can smell gin... So yeah. they assume, the brain thinks it's drinking gin, yes. but it's not. and it's clever, and that's all you really need yes. to do. And in fact, if you're trying to cut down on your drinking, that yeah. is an ideal way to do it, is to just run yes. the gin or the vodka. You have a little bit of gin in a saucer, turn the glass upside down, Around and the then rim. turn it up the other mm. way, put some ice in, and somebody thinks they're drinking gin and tonic. And they're not, and they're drinking just tonic water. So it's all psycho- it's psychological, isn't it? It's like refreshing a glass of champagne with a sugar cube, I suppose. Which is a, which is a champagne cocktail, if you put yeah. the brandy in it. Yeah. I love champagne. Do you? You know I do. Well, I've hardly noticed, honestly, John. I really did. <laughs> Absolutely. Richie love says the champagne. dog food ad is all I know. Clement Freud for ah uh, for radio. Yeah. He wrote a best-selling children's book. In fact, J.K. Rowling okay. said that it was the her f- most favourite children's book of all time. All right. Sold a lot of it, and he was an MP. Yes, he was. Yes. For Fifteen years. Good lord.
Uh, Johnny Brixton says, can you help, please? I feel it's important to make my voice heard at the next demo in London. It's possible I might annoy the police and security services, but I'm going to make sure it's filmed, loaded onto YouTube, and within four minutes, I want the services of an agent to book me for appearances on radio, television, newspapers, and hopefully make me famous for the required 15 minutes. Oh, and for so-called exclusives, uh, can I receive 50 grand or an out-of-court settlement for my hurt feelings and trauma? But to be serious, he says, we've now entered the new era of reality television. It's becoming truly cynical and without substance. How long before we have a demo to ban demos and a phone-in to pledge money to stop publicity-seeking idiots saying a word? If interested, call onebornevery.minute.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that we are, we are so now true. in this, and it's happened in America, and now it's a case of... In fact, strange enough, I saw it on a, an old pie in the sky the other day, Richard Griffiths. He was going around repossessing cars, and one of the men is, is a crook, and a police officer turns her back, and he falls to the ground. He goes, don't hit me, don't hit me again. And another police officer comes over and says to Richard Griffiths, who plays Detective Inspector Crabb, did you just hit him? And he goes, no, of course I didn't. But the man's on the ground going, don't, don't hit me again, please. Next thing, there's an official complaint lodged. Yeah. And we have to go through this palaver. In the same way that the Hamiltons were on television, when they were being filmed for their reality show, this woman pops up and accuses them both of rape. Yes. The woman, a compulsive liar, of course, had made the whole thing up. But it didn't stop the Hamiltons being arrested and being pilloried on every newspaper the length and breadth of the land. Not only was he involved in it, she was involved in it too. And they yeah. were on the television yesterday going, can you imagine if we hadn't had friends who were alibis for us, we could have gone to court, been found guilty by this woman who lied her way through it. You know, you see it all over the place. It's now getting so desperate. And people go, I'm sorry, I was traumatised by this. I can't go out ever again. But luckily I've had to talk to the newspapers, OK? It makes me laugh, all that, doesn't it? Makes but, me angry. But, but it, it's, it's very much an American thing that, you know, it's in, like in America, people were frightened to do things because they get sued. Yeah. They have to cover themselves and double cover themselves because you only have to look at someone and they go, don't look at me like that. And they sue. People. We're in danger. For a hundred years in Twickenham, a hundred years, we've had the Twickenham Ferry. And it takes people from Twickenham over to Ham House onto the other side. Mm. And it's been used for ages. You get in, a, it's a metal boat, you sit down, it takes about a minute to get across the other side. Lovely. It's in danger of closing. Why? Because some buffoon... Oh, God, that's only a story. Some buffoon at the council has decided that health and safety measures need to be brought in. And so they've told him to upgrade the boat, which he can't afford to do... And so, consequently, <sighs> we might lose the Twickenham Ferry. So it's about a 90-minute round walk now, if you <laughs> want to go to Ham House. Ah, whereas you can do it in a minute on the boat. Honestly, it's it is ridiculous. This is the same... Ca I have to do this story, because it's <laughs> been driving me mad for the last week. <laughs> You've saved it, have you? I have saved it. I, oh, got but but don't you think it's all getting out of hand? It, it, some... One, one moment, isn't anyone going to burst... Well, I sincerely hope so, but I will be telling you this story. It involves a councillor in Twickenham. It made the local papers, and uh, it's Councillor True. Councillor True is not the brightest penny in the box, and we'll be telling you about his story coming up very shortly, OK? So we'll do that, and, uh, and I'm hoping to, uh, to bump into him myself, just to tell him what sort of person I think he is. All of that next. This... In fact, even quicker than right you now, imagine. Fact, right now, yeah. let's have it now. Because <laughs> Alex says, we're off to Newbury today. One of the dates offered to Mr Warrington. But either he's still deciding, waiting for the summer, or has blown us out. No, neither, none of the above. Hang on, wait a <laughs> we haven't got your mic on. There you go. None of the above. None of the above. No, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. He's working on gotta it, get Alex. Got to get the time off, you see. He says, we hope he can make some dates, as he's Tracy's favourite acolyte. Ah. 
Who is this Tracy? Would she like to share a cupcake? <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's sharing a cupcake with Alex, but there you go. Anyway, uh, so yesterday he had Sans Frontières, second at 12 to 1, profit £2, total loss £21.71. Your Mutamashi. Mm. <laughs> Something like that. Sushi. Mut- I don't know what it is. It looked a bit. Muta- no, Mutamashi. Dead Heat, second at oh, ninth. Right. So. Uh, Lost two pounds, sixteen pound fifty-four. A lot of seconds recently. A lot of, seconds are useless. I know, seconds nowhere. Unless so you go each way. Each way. You've got to he go will, each way. He will not do Pledge it. Pledge your bets. I, I think he has parents to. and everything. They won't let him do it. <laughs> well, I think he should. I think they're frightened. One, one day. One day. One day. <laughs> yes. Well, today we're off to air the two twenty for Dancing Dick. And <laughs> that'll be quite nice, won't <laughs> it? <laughs> I think we've had that before. Ayrshire. Ayrshire. Uh, well, it's just called the 220 Air, Dancing Dick. It's not the it's a nice D-I-K. name. D-I-K. 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 Some of the horses' names are very odd, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> I like a horse's <laughs> name. <laughs> Which one, which one do you fancy today? <laughs> uh, I'm going to Newbury today. T10, right. cloudy start. Cloudy start. Certainly mm. is. Yes, it mm. is. Mm. Well, a miserable a cloudy day yeah. all day. Actually, yeah. it could be good. Is it, is it going good to firm, or...? I think it's just good. Just good. Okay. Last you I have heard. to check because sometimes horses don't. They they sink in. They don't no, they like do, it. I know, yeah. yeah, you turn into an aficionado now, have you? Well, I am because I didn't understand what they were talking about before, and I thought if it actually rains in the morning, some horses that would normally do well on on the flat when it's firm <laughs> don't Hard do turf. well if it's soft. No, yeah, exactly. So you, they fall you, over. That's why they have pitch inspection. They go out. They've got a little stick that they put in mm. to monitor the moisture level in it. They do. It's all terrible. Quite that small. Listen, I think I know. You speak the truth. You do. I think you swallowed the racing dictionary. <laughs> Listen, after this, this many years doing it, I must have picked up something by now. Anyway, and I, I'm going to pin my money on Dancing Dick. Would you like, uh, <coughs> would you like a cupcake? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so do a cupcake. Are you giving them the posh ones or the other ones? Posh, posh or otherwise. Um, do you want difference? soft and sweet? Posh, or firm posh, and pretty? Posh looks like pretty. that. Um, I'll take a posh one. That okay, take nice. a posh one. There you go. Is that all right? With edible glitter. Mm. Thank you very much. And it, and it has a compote filling. Yes. Just <laughs> Prepare to yourself. Brace yourself for that one. It comes <laughs> as a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Phil is back uh, with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning. Paper reviewers Julia Hartley Brewer. They're going to be talking to Karen Reisman, that nurse sacked for the whistleblowing, which we mentioned earlier on. And, uh, and also council spying using terror powers, the electric car, and Prince Philip to become the longest-serving consort. He's a national treasure. I like him. Prince I, Philip? Yes, I do like Prince Philip. Yes, I do too. He's a national treasure. Something about him. I, I just, I just like him. And he was wonderful on that program about Windsor Castle. Yes, he was very informed. And uh, Victoria buried there. Yes, they went past. I think that's Prince Charles's voice. Oh, was it? Yeah, a little sound the same. No. Oh right. <laughs> I mean, look, Camilla just woke up, but she heard <laughs> exactly. it. Charles, you're on no, the radio. Marvel. You're on the radio. <laughs> Marvelous. Uh, don't forget this Sunday, food and drink with Bill Buckley from four, and as the summer hots up, right, better be joined by the Indian food guru Vicky Bogal. He'll be attempting to spice up your plates. If you've got any questions on how to achieve the perfect pakora, a sumptuous samosa or a dazzling dal, then join Bill Buckley for food and drink this Sunday from four o'clock. Four o'clock. Very Graham good. Goldman is my guest from 10CC on uh, In Conversation. Is he the one that sings um, I'm Not In Love? Yes. Love that song. And also wrote loads of hit singles. However, I must do you this story. I found it in the local paper. And this involves a keen-eyed photographer who has caught out a high-ranking councillor who parked in a disabled bay outside Richmond Council's offices, who are actually in Twickenham, so it's Richmond and Twickenham. Leader of the opposition, Nick True, was mm-hmm. caught red-handed when he parked his car in a specially marked disabled bay outside York House. He's not disabled. 
Right. But as the incident was dismissed as commonplace among elected officials, surprisingly. Apparently it's okay around our way if you're not disabled, but if you're a councillor, to abuse your position. Uh, Speaking on behalf of Councillor True was on holiday, Deputy Leader Councillor Geoffrey Samuel said the spots in front of the council offices were regularly used as a quick stop, despite being marked disabled. Mm. He said, what is certain is that the staff at York House know those who park regularly and come and get us if we need to move. So, in other words, if you're a poor disabled person and you want to park there, you've got to hope that somebody sitting inside the offices gets off their fat bottom, goes and finds the councillor, then they come out and eventually might get to park in a space that's reserved for you. Councillor True was there on council business. It's not supposed to be parking in a disabled bay. Motorists wishing to park in disabled bays should display their blue badges. Councillor True parked up with a handwritten note saying, Councillor True... A spokesman for the Department of Transport said the Blue Badge Disabled Parking Scheme offers a lifeline to its users by providing them with access to vital services. Shame on you, Councillor True. You're abusing your position. Park where everybody else parks, sonny boy, in future. Otherwise, there might not be a future. Goodness, what's the matter with these people? It is disgraceful. We've had enough trouble before with people parking in disabled bays. Yes. And here's a councillor who should know better. People, people do it in supermarkets, you oh, know. Oh, drives me uh, And the, what they, what they, uh, when I, I actually spoke to somebody about it once, and they said, but the, but the car park's not busy. And I said, that's not the point. No. They are pos- they're strategically placed yeah. so that a disabled person can get to the store in the, without, with as ease as yeah. possible. That's the whole idea. Yeah. It's there for disabled people, Mr True. Disabled people. Unless you're disabled, you shouldn't be there. I couldn't care less whether you're on council business or jacking up your tyre. It's not for you, okay? Unless you enjoy abusing your position. Terrible. It really is. It's disgraceful that these councillors get away with it. We shall sort it out. Uh, We've wished Dan a very happy birthday today. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Dan, very, very happy birthday. Paul Savory, happy birthday for Sunday. Yes, Paul, happy birthday for Sunday. (laughs) And uh, according to Noreen, the heatwave is over. She thinks. Actually, looking out this morning. No, it's not. It was much of the car this morning. I was tra- <laughs> the man that drove me in this morning. Nice chap. Yeah. The car was so hot. Also, I had to open the window at the back. I've had one like that where you think, how can you sit here in this heat? <laughs> you and also, kids. why do they not have the radio on, even softly? I, I, I tell them There that should I... be something on there. But, you know, if I had it, I'd have a, a cassette of the carpenters <laughs> playing or something like that. Just sort of ease you into the day. I have you on. Yeah. But if, because you would think, if, if you're driving somebody to LBC, you put LBC on. Yes. If you're driving somebody to Capital, you put Capital on. Yes, classic. So it goes through. Can't be that difficult. Who wants to sit there in silence? Oh, I wouldn't have silence. Because you put so-and-so, so-and-so on. Noreen did have a look at the M&S £10 meal. Oh, what is it this week? Well, as Brian is now on a diet, she says, best to leave the profiteroles, strawberry tarts, panna cotta for somebody else. <laughs> profiteroles. I know. They did have a loaf of bread, which looked like garlic bread. Oh, yeah. It looked do. like a proper loaf. Yes, that's the big look one. Look delicious. That's, yeah, that's very good. I love garlic bread. Everybody loves garlic Isn't it bread. funny? Why do we like garlic? But the one that I like the best is the one which is least healthy, which they do in Pizza Hut, which is French bread slices with cheese on the top. That's divine. Oh, oh, could eat that now. Absolutely lovely. I had wild... I've never used fresh garlic. Isn't that funny? Don't you? No, no, oh, no. I've used it all the time. I made a chicken casserole the other day, all, really? all from scratch. Oh, the, right. the whole lot I well, did. I don't do anything from And scratch. I did. I've got an oven, though. It does help. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, How you novel. Can <laughs> you can cook this on the hob. Really? My, my casserole. Oh. I should do John but... Morrison's chicken casserole recipe oh. one day. But how, how lovely, fresh though. garlic. Oh. Do you crush it? Yeah, and then I could smell it on my hands afterwards. Oh, no. oh Somebody lovely. went around and they, they got caught the other day in a courthouse in, I think it might be Bristol, and they were caught on CCTV and they've been arrested. They smeared garlic... In the plants, on the radiators, everywhere. So they had to evacuate the building because it's if so you heated strong. up, it was so strong. Mm. I remember going, I'd shared a flat in London 
<coughs> many years ago. And I came in, and one of the girls had eaten garlic, and the bedroom windows were shut, and the door was shut. Opened the door, and nearly passed out. Yes. It's unbelievably str- It was like a wall of garlic. I used to have oh, a man that who? used to come and buy a ticket to France. Yeah. And he used to sit in front of me uh, in the office, and as he sat down, you automatically went back, because it was... Garlic. Whoosh! I knew a girl who used to chew raw garlic. Well, that's very chew good for you, you know. Well, I know. Michael Van Stratton recommends, but you can get that odourless garlic, which is much better. Quarter to seven. This. Uh, ten to seven. Uh, music to all bargain hunters' ears. A superb hi-fi. Needn't cost loads of notes. They've done uh, comparisons. Uh, they had a look <laughs> at the Sony, which was 149.99. They had a look at the Roberts, which came in second mm. in the survey. £229.99. And the winner... Tesco's. Oh, really? £16.49. That's incredible. £16.49 for a no-frills supermarket hi-fi system. And, and to be honest it? with you, it looks lovely. It's just a CD player, is it? No. And a radio. It's radio. Which is the Tesco's one? The one, the one at, the at the top, which oh, beat off the pricey rivals. I think it's better looking than the other two. It takes, like, £16.49. It's incredible, isn't it? There you go, Tesco's. I bought a, a DVD player once from Tesco's and it was £8.60. Oh, I bought <laughs> one as well. In fact, we left the studio early one morning... To go Early and buy a few of them, morning. just as the sun was <laughs> rising. <laughs> Metro, front page, they've yep. got uh, Danielle Bucks incurring the fury of Marco Pierre White. She cheated. Big surprise there, love. And, uh, and I watched a programme that like, you, you would have liked, and I've not heard anything about it. It's called The Speaker. And it's a... Oh, well, I've seen it. Have you seen, seen it? it? Oh, yes. it's got that dreadful woman from the, um... The Dragon's Den. The Dragon's Den yes. thing. Can't bear her. And three judges. Sort of like tr- desperately trying to flog an old horse. There <laughs> it is, on the television. On a speaker. She can barely string two words together <laughs> herself. I thought that, actually. I thought, well, oh, she's not a very good example. Dear, they must be thinking, what can we do? Everybody else has got programmes because they're all motivated. And you're just dreary. But I did... The, the, the actual kids were quite good. Some of them were excellent. They've just got to speak, though, haven't they? Yes, but they've got to speak about... You know, there was a, th- a thing where three of them had to come on, and they just showed them a painting. Yeah. A strange painting, actually. Yeah. And they had to speak to a huge audience. And uh, having only seen this painting for, like... Have you seen Bid Up 30 TV? 30 seconds. They talk for hours on absolute <coughs> drivel. <laughs> have you seen my new cufflinks? <laughs> yes, have you seen my new cufflinks? I can I talk can, for hours about them. I can do an hour on cufflinks. A full programme. But... One of our favourite sounds, you were talking about nice things, but there's a wonderful sound, and, and actually in the film, the original film, Le Cage Fall, mm. every time it happened, the maid went, whoo, and yes. screamed, didn't they? Well, they're going to change that, because they're now, one of the leading champagne houses is about, who, they produce six million bottles of champagne a year, oh. are about to replace the cork with, with a foil cap, oh, like right. a metal clip thing, so you just release it, and things, so you won't get your pop anymore. Well, I'm buying more wine now with a screw <clears> top. So good, high. good, good quality wine. So it saves you faffing around <clears throat> with a cork. It does. And they have, I haven't had a cork, proper cork, out of a bottle for ages. Oh, I did have some from Sainsbury's the other yeah, day. Was it a three proper bottles. cork, or was it like a plastic? Oh no, it cork? wasn't. No, you're right. It was a plastic cork, yes. and they're very difficult to get out. Yes, yeah, very difficult. In fact, it's hard work. Yeah. I love it with a screw top. Oh, the screw top's easy. <clears throat> In fact, it's very naughty because I've actually gone to the wine. I thought, oh, that looks interesting. I go, oh no, that's got a cork. I'll go for that one. It's got a screw yeah. top. That's a sign of true alcoholism. Oh, is it? Get it out quicker. Dear Lord, never <laughs> thought about that. Gilda says, you reckon that bloke's <clears throat> impressive at uh, eight feet one. <clears throat> I'm five feet two, eyes are blue. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, Jill says, tell John I saw an interview with the family of singers. The two little girls are not twins, although close in age. But, and here's the thing, the young boy's voice is just broken. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Ah, they look like we're twins. Sing, I should imagine. They do look very, very much like twins, those two. Look, they? they couldn't sing at all. They were very flat. I thought the mother was better. All right. Much better. 
<clears throat> and there's, here's something for you, which is quite interesting. Because remember, do you remember your duck story? Don't talk to me about the ducks. Do you remember the oh, ducks? Can't help ducks it. Ducks yeah. and shredded wheat. Yeah. Huh? Well, there's a duck here. It's a mallard. Oh, what? Well, yes, yes, Met yes. Metro. Did you see that? And the one uh, that's had loads. Twenty-six. I don't think they're all that one ducks. Well, they, I they think reckon, they're adopted. <clears throat> well, they reckon that they get all mixed up, and suddenly yeah. a mum can say, "Oh, I've suddenly got all these ducks following me," because mm. they get all confused. But a lovely thought, absolutely good. There's something about. Britain, the spring, the lakes, mm. and seeing ducks on it is perfect, isn't yes, it? I don't mind seeing the ducks, I just don't want to see Canada geese. <clears throat> and we've got all the barmies down at Twickenham, we're going empty half a tonne of bread down there. Oh, but it happens they every scream, five minutes, they? every five minutes, they're all down there. They scream, it? though, those yeah. geese, don't they? All that yakking that they do. Uh, Steve, looking forward <clears> to listening <throat> to you on my balcony from Sunday in Neha. Oh, I love Neha. First time this year that Shirley and I, says Rob, been able to get down there to our bijou apartment. Unfortunately, the weather doesn't look too good, but hey-ho, at least it's away from here. Do you know what? Even in Neha, if it rains, it's wonderful. Yeah. One of my favourite places, Neha, is Neha. Sorry? Neha. Neha. Like Rioja. Oh, right. Is Right. It's on the Costa del Sol. It is. Neha. You fly to Malaga and you turn left as opposed to right. Go left. I remember this, Rob, when you meet Shirley at Gatwick. <laughs> He's in Lincoln all this week. Uh, Mike um, says, uh, your jellyfish story in Hong Kong brought back painful memories for me. When I lived in Hong Kong in the 80s, my <clears> sting <throat> was on a beach in Lantau Island, where Hong Kong's new airport is now located. I had a large Portuguese man of war, body size of a football, give me a sting across my stomach. Uh, friends told me to lay down and they would wee on my tummy. Apparently that's the quickest yeah, remedy. It is. it is, apparently, because the, um, the acid, acid in, in there kills the pain. I wouldn't recommend it. But those box jellyfish in Australia that yeah. we were talking about uh, earlier, um, they have the box jellyfish season. Now, at that time, it's, <laughs> not, like, it's not like going to Ascot or anything. Yeah. I mean, it is a season. Or box jellyfish. And they have... <laughs> <laughs> from Dunfermline, or from Fife. The dog is a gift wrap now. <laughs> <laughs> but they have people with the injection on the beach. Oh, so right. you can, if you get stung by them, you can oh. die within two minutes. You have to get the injection instantly. There's a whole programme about Alex it. says, if John is struggling with time <coughs> off work, I'll send a summer list of evenings we're going to. <coughs> Mostly Epsom, but if he would prefer another course, I can sort that out as well. Epsom would be very convenient, in fact. Yes. In fact, I'm going to a wedding in Epsom. All oh, right. Saturday week. No oh, right. <coughs> Two o'clock. Out, find out if he's available for that one. Uh, 84850, <coughs> Steve at LBC.co.uk, very quickly. Uh, slice of bread, rub garlic clove over it, then butter the slice. You'll love it. That'd be nice. Bev says, wish my husband Steve a happy 60th birthday. Good grief. Happy birthday. Yes. Sixty. Uh, plain garlic pizza bread. Plain garlic pizza bread. But it's Ooh. actually, it isn't really garlic bread, because it's garlic butter on the bread, and then yeah. it melts, doesn't it, inside? Went on a garlic diet once, Steve, says Chris. Lost a stone and three friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very good. Uh, Steve, says David, people don't realise that when disabled, <clears throat> we need to open the doors fully to get in and out. Uh, Kev the Repo Man... Apparently also wants to go to Hornchurch for some reason. Really? No idea why. No, maybe he could drive Auntie Enid. And she'll <laughs> give him the £26.19 <laughs> that she's already got towards the fair. <laughs> she will have to hitch home, though. Uh, Steve, I hated Clement Freud, says Casey. Oh, many there people did. <laughs> I like his voice, though, that deep, deep voice. Deep voice, he had, I think. Uh, 84850, steve Dominic says, by my calculations, you've been 38 16 times. You're very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> and look, there's a little story in the Telegraph here, which just uh, conjures up exactly what you were saying about, you know, we're all going quite mad. A 200-year-old oak tree is for the chop because a council fears it could be sued if it falls on someone. All right. The tree has stood in Crewcan, Somerset for about 200 years, but it's been blighted by a fungus on its roots. 
Which oh. is a shame. 200-year-old tree is going to be knocked down in case it falls on someone. Dreadful, honestly. Dreadful. It was as bad as the council. Faff it. Why? Wish the council mind their own business. <laughs> Stop parking in disabled bays, Councillor True, and we might actually get somewhere. I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, and if you podcast, you'll hear me talking about the first hundred years, the story of the Empire Leicester Square sent in to me by Sinjin, which is a lovely book <clears> on <throat> what, uh, what went on in Leicester Square. That'd be interesting. Really interesting. So thank you... Thank you. For, I mean, it looked beautiful. Look at <clears> when it when it's all. Is that the Empire Leicester Square? Yeah, which is a cinema now, yes. of course. But, but did that used to be a music hall? Look, look at the interior of it. Oh, that's amazing! I mean, you kill it? for this picture, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, I've no more time. John, thank you. Pleasure, always. John will be back. Uh, Get your coat on. It's fast. Oh yes. Here. Okay, just let you know that now. I'm practically sort of pulling oh, up the winter warmers. Sorry, I'm holding the coat now. I'm actually getting getting myself ready. I so even as I speak, I'm actually having to put my coat <clears> on and uh, and sort of make sure I'm holding the cupcakes and everything else because I can't get out any faster. Apart from the fact my hands are so frozen to death. But Nick is with you after the news, which is next. Have a great weekend. I'm back with you on Sunday morning, and it'll be. Right, I'm, go- on, I'm, go- going, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Nick's here. Nick's here. Okay. Bye. Many people.